longtgirl.com you click on the pictures and they're actually free videos they'll start playing for you automatically or you may need to uh, enable the Adobe plugins it's free to do that and the videos will automatically start playing for you that way and you'll get more videos that way uh, more free videos that is you can get a subscription make a donation or just enjoy the free content by scrolling the links along the left and checking them out there and all of the above above are very much appreciated I thank you for that you can also get an idea of what we do here on the naked truth by checking out the naked truth page and the living water chapel page is there on hungtgirl.com and you can quickly figure out what we do most of the site is dedicated to my physical sexual side it exists in all of us undeniably everyone had it's undeniable but the part that we focus here is the spiritual side that a lot of people do deny and dis and neglect um, but for me I believe it's there and I believe we all have it whether we acknowledge it or not and for me it boils down to Christianity true Christianity not the Bible thumping nonsense that the right wing here in the United States likes to pretend to do but actual focusing on what Jesus had to say uh, since it's called Christianity why would you give anybody else the last word as an authority when it's named for Jesus Christ so that's what we focus on here and um, to pick up where we left off at well actually we're gonna start a new book today um, because like I've said before I didn't know about the ability to archive the past readings in the collections area here of twitch but now I know so one by one I'm catching it up so we're gonna pick up where in the book of Matthew uh, today it's Monday so Matt and Mark Monday it is we're gonna start with Matthew chapter 1 and we'll probably get through it pretty quickly because it's just the start of the book and there's very very little there's no red letter teachings in this one um, red letter being quotes of Jesus since it's um, before he's even his ministry's even getting going so we'll probably get through it pretty quickly so without further ado if you'd like to read along with me feel free here we go the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ the son of David the son of Abraham Abraham got Isaac Isaac begot Jacob and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers so now this genealogy is going to be different from the one you read in Luke and I think there are reasons and I've said them before but I'll try and make sense of them now um, but in case you don't know who these people are Abraham Isaac and Jacob are basically the patriarchs of the Bible of the three major world religions uh, Judaism Islamism or Islam I guess it would be called and um, Christianity Abraham is the father of all of those uh, according to the Bible so um that's who the Abraham Isaac and Jacob is who they're referring to and so now it's gonna go through a genealogy stepping from back then up to the time of Christ so I'm just gonna read through them and point out the names and things that stand out in my memory of those people um, from what I remember of the Old Testament because um, that's what this is most of these people almost all of them I'm sure are listed in the Old Testament and their backstories if you want to check that out so um Judah begot Perez and Perez and Okay, it starts out instantly with drama. Well, first let's say Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. That would be the 12 patriarchs of the 12 tribes, as they're called, of Israel. Or 13, depending on how you count them, um, throughout the Bible. So that's the brothers it's referring to. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. So instantly, that Tamar is an interesting character. Um, she's one, if I remember right, who... Um, who was married to one brother and he died 
and they he died without children as we went over in the last reading about genealogies and stuff according to their custom if a man dies without children his brother if he has one is supposed to take his wife and raise up children for him and not name them after himself but name them after his dead brother so that his dead brother's name continues on even at even though he's dead that's the custom and that's why I think there's going to be discrepancies in the family tree and it starts out right here with Tamar she was one of those who was waiting for one of the brothers to marry her after the uh, husband died if I remember right and you can search easily and find her whole story but then when uh, the father uh, uh, Judah who was the father of the two uh, he was her father-in-law Tamar's father-in-law Judah that's how it was and he was supposed to provide his next son for her to marry so that because again she was property it's not like women had rights back then they don't have full rights now the pay difference says that but they had even less rights back then and um, so she didn't have any say on who she married and if she just decided to stay a widow or what she had to get passed on as property if he had brothers so that's what happened only the brothers didn't want to have children by her because uh, in one case um, the brother pulled out not to be too explicit and finished on the floor rather than inside of hers to keep from having a child and um, according to the Old Testament the Lord micromanaging it seems was watching wasn't pleased by it and struck him down for that uh, that's all in the Old Testament so anyway she had to resort to her own thing to get a new husband because the next brother didn't want to risk being dead too or whatever didn't want to marry her um, so he refused so she in turn disguised herself as a working girl a prostitute a hoe as you want to call it however you want to phrase it and she went and seduced uh, the father-in-law so that she could still get pregnant by that family tree and have a baby and this is part of the holy family tree just so you know um, so that's her story Perez and he gets away with it he had sex with her um, his own daughter-in-law his own widow two times over daughter-in-law and in the story we're supposed to um in the old testament you're supposed to believe that he didn't know it was her even though he paid her to have sex with her and then didn't know it was her even until afterwards so i don't know whether she was veiled or in a disguise or in drag or what but somehow he didn't recognize her had sex with his own daughter-in-law and then got her pregnant also and then there was a whole big stink when she was found out to be pregnant you know they condemned her because back then unlike now unmarried and pregnant was considered a disgrace so um you know you could pay with it for your life if you're a woman and found to be um pregnant and unmarried so that's where she was and she ended up having to call him out in front of everybody to um you know avoid the death penalty basically and to get him to fess up for his to his part in all of what's going on so um Judah got Perez and Zerah by Tamar so she ended up having two kids from her father-in-law it's in the Bible Perez begot Hezron Hezron begot Ram and that's just the beginning of the scandalous family tree and this is very different than the one in Luke only really scandalous character listed in the genealogy in Luke is David the king the one who is credited with the book of Psalms and that's because scandalous in the fact that he was an adulterer and a murderer and um, a schemer and all those things he did all those things but was still held in high regard according to the Old Testament not only by the people but also by God even though he did all those abominable things um, so anyway Ram begot um, 
Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab, um, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, Obed begot Jesse. So before, before we keep moving, here's another scandalous, as we call it, woman in the family tree, Rahab. She was a straight up prostitute. Tamar was uh, pretending to be one just so she could have a baby and continue her dead husband's family uh, lineage. Um, and that was the way she figured out to do it, get in disguise and have sex with her father-in-law. And again, it's in the Bible. Um, this woman, Rahab, she was a prostitute who uh, entertained two, not one, but two uh, Israelites in her, in her period, in her time, and um, ended up rescuing the nation by acting as sort of a spy or a, a, a Matahari for them to help them get into the city and defeat it. Um, but she made her name for herself also in the Old Testament. If you want to read about her, that's the Rahab um, that it's talking about. So now Jesus has two scandalous women, one a prostitute and one who pretended to be a prostitute, who um, got unmarried and wed, un unwed and, what is it, unwed and, unwed and pregnant, that's it. She's a single mom. So again, that's nothing nowadays, but back then it was continued, considered extremely scandalous. And Jesus... I'm sorry, and Jesse begot David the king. So that's the same David we mentioned before. David the king begot Solomon. That's the wise Solomon of Proverbs, if you read it in the Old Testament, by her who had been the wife of Uriah. So Solomon is the result of David the king's adulterous affair, murderous affair. So again, that's another in the family tree of Jesus, the murderer and the adulterer. Um, who had been the wife of Uriah. Uriah was, um, Bathsheba was her name, if I remember right, and Uriah was her husband. And to get her, the king made sure that he sent Uriah to the heat of battle, because he was a soldier, and made sure he died, even gave orders to make sure that he was put in a place so he would be killed, so that he could then take his wife, Bathsheba, and start a family of his own with her. Uh, again, in the Bible. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abiah, and Abiah begot Aja. So the thing to point, notice about that is um, in the Old Testament it's mentioned that uh, the house of Israel, the children of Israel, the Israelites, the Hebrews, however you want to picture them, were all one tribe at one point, one group, and then at some point became divided. This is the point where according to the Old Testament they became divided. After the wisdom of Solomon died with his reign, uh, his son um, took over and they didn't like him. They revolted against his rule because he was kind of foolish in the things he did, listening to his peers rather than to wisdom, like not wearing a mask, listening to some foolishness instead of wearing a mask. Since you know they even wear masks in surgery, even Uncle Ben Carson knows that, but he's caught COVID now because he's walking around with that dumb-ish not wearing a mask, most likely. So anyway, the same thing there. They had, um, they have the knowledge of what to do, but still choose to do something else. So um, that's the same Solomon and Rehoboam and Abiah. Um, so let's see. Um, and by and okay, so Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abiah, and Abiah begot Aja and Aja. Oh, and that's so. Just so you know, that's when the houses were divided. After it was one unit one country, one nation, up until um, Solomon passed away. Then Rehoboam took over, people revolted, and then it became the house of Israel and the house of Judah. That's what I meant to say there. It became two separate houses at that point. And there's a prophet in the Old Testament that mentions that 
God himself is the one who divides them into two, but at some point was going to rejoin them into one. And in although some preachers will preach that that hasn't happened yet, that's baloney. It, it obviously has happened. It happened already by the time Jesus walked the earth, because all of the people in that area were just considered Jews, whether they were of the house of Israel or whether they, whether they were the house of Judah or Issachar or Zebulun or Simeon or whatever house or lineage they were of. They were all considered Jews, and you can read that. In the Bible also, into the New Testament, so that lets you know that prophecy had already been fulfilled where the two would become one again. Uzziah um, begot Jotham, Jotham begot, did I miss one? Ajah begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah. Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Ammon, and Ammon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. So that is the portion, the time period when their nation was defeated and conquered by the Babylonians and carried away captive, uh, many of them, to another land as part of the defeat. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel and Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel begot Abiud, Abiud begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Asor. Asor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Akim, and Akim begot Eliud. Eliud begot Eliezer, Eliezer begot Methan, and Methan begot Jacob. Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So here you see clearly this is actually the genealogy of Joseph, Mary's husband. Um, and and like I said, in Luke chapter 3, a different genealogy is listed. And some preachers will try to say it's Mary's genealogy. That doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense at all since almost never is a woman's genealogy even mentioned in the Bible because it's a patriarchal document focusing on the men, basically. Although I can think of one example in the Old Testament where some women were listed as the heirs. And even then, it was controversial that they were left uh, an inheritance because they were women. It lets you know these documents, the Bible itself, may be inspired by God and may even contain words that God sent, but all of it is not God. Because why would God respect men more than women? Why would God have that double standard, a true God who created everyone equally? It, it doesn't make sense. So it lets you know you have to divide it. You can't just take it all as gospel truth for one it's not from jesus so it's not gospel and then it may or may not be true so it may just be historical take it with a grain of salt so all the generations are from abraham to david of 14 generations from david until the captivity in babylon of 14 generations and from the captivity in babylon until the christ are 14 generations so they're doing a count for us to get an idea of how many generations passed between each of those periods. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, it means engaged basically, before they came together sexually, physically, she was found with child. So she too is another single mom in Jesus' lineage of the Holy Spirit, it says, that that's how um, she's conceived. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So this lets you know that he was ashamed, probably a little embarrassed by the fact that his his um, fiance, they aren't married yet, is pregnant. 
and he knows he didn't do it and if you read other documents that didn't make it into the bible he's an old man she's and if you read other documents she's also extremely young maybe like 13 or 14 years old most likely married jesus's mother and there's other like i said gospels that didn't make it into the bible that show how she even had a special birth um special events surrounding her birth and how she was raised in the church up until the time when she began to menstruate which according to their religion makes her unclean by the fact that she's um having the interactions with blood and that's a whole other story but um that lets you know that this genealogy is not mary's but it tells you clearly that's joseph's genealogy so all of these scandalous um people still just people are actually part of joseph's family tree and joseph that's not to diminish it being linked to jesus because jesus affirmed adoptions when he was even on the cross when he told um john that mary was his mother and told mary john's your son and from then on they formed that relationship mother son relationship so it's not to diminish joseph's part as the adopted father in jesus's picture um just so you understand this lineage is talking about joseph and his family tree um before they came together she was found with child of the holy spirit then joseph her husband being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put away put her away secretly so he saw that she was pregnant and rather than make a big fuss about it make us think about it he decided to just put her away as in divorce her or call off the wedding secretly so that it won't be a big deal because it would save him face as an old man that suddenly his fiance is pregnant and not by him and he's still gonna marry her anyway but while he thought about these things behold an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream saying joseph son of david do not be afraid to take to you marry your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy spirit so he's had a divine experience here to help reaffirm his faith and help make sure he stays on the path that's predetermined for him to walk for jesus's sake for christ's sake so that he has that holy family unit there the father the mother and the child if for no other reason than society standards um and to preserve his life and hers um for that which is conceived as her of in hers of the holy spirit and she'll bring forth a son you should call his name jesus for he will save his people from their sins so this is the annunciation as it's called when they find out that they're going to have the son of god so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the lord through the prophet saying behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name emmanuel which is translated god with us so they're saying the fact that jesus was born although they didn't name him emmanuel the people all around realized once he got going and his ministry became well known that god is walking among them god is with us and there's since he was being called Emmanuel, he's being called God is walking with us. God is with us. Um, not that his actual name, uh, that he was actually named Emmanuel. Uh, then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. So you see, obedience is what Joseph is doing there. He's going to take his cue from the divine and go ahead and do what his own nature would tell him not to do she's pregnant and they're engaged and it's not his baby so in his mind he's like let me get away from this pic leave this picture alone and go somewhere else start fresh but the angels god divinity warned him nope this is all from god your place is right there 
stay there. And so he did. And they named him Jesus. And that actually is the end of this first reading. Um, told you we'd get through it quick since there's no red letters. I appreciate you checking it out with me and I hope you'll join me again. I'm going to end this one here. And in a moment, we're going to pick up in Mark chapter 1. Since again, it's Matt and Mark Mondays. Um, or you can join me again on Wednesdays for John Luke Wednesdays where we go over those Gospels. Or Saturday night, just after midnight, early Sunday morning reading, we're in the Gospel of Nicodemus, a book that didn't make it into the Bible, but fills in a lot of the blanks that are in the Bible. Um, and in the meantime, you can check out the other um, readings in the collections part here on Twitch. And also in the meantime, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and love your neighbor. God bless you. Thanks again. Peace. And yay, we got a new president. Hallelujah.